Hey, it's Britt. And Kai. And this is What in the Actual Fuck. We've been sick, and it's the holidays, but we're here. We are here. And just so you know, I hope you guys are ready for like a whirlwind of straight up raspy voice. Because Kylie's still not feeling well. Uh, Yeah. I don't think it's ever coming back, so I sound like a 80-year-old man who's smoked all of his life <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so bear with us. Yep. Um, today it's my turn. This is episode five. Mm-hmm. And it might be a shorty. That's right, guys. We're bringing you shorties. Maybe. It might turn into something longer. It just depends on how comedic Kylie is feeling today. Oh, God. Well, I'll bring, I'll bring the heat. All right. Here we go. All right. I am going to start, weirdly, not where my notes start because I decided who likes to start that way. I'm going to start right where everybody finds out. I mean, I personally start with my notes. I know this. I know, me too, but I'm just going to try it this way. Let's try it. The shorty, we're going different. <laughs> so. Oh, no. I what? Did so. Oh. <laughs> I would just like to say for the record, what was it? My first episode Your speaking? first episode episode two. You guys, it took me probably three hours to fucking edit that episode because your girl said so. Every not just sentence. so. Every time she was starting something, she would go so. It was horrible. <laughs> I feel bad for you guys if you do truly listen to these. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> this is the story of William E. Nelson, and most people aren't going to know it from that name because when most people do stories about this or whatever, they use the killer's name. Mm-mm. So he's not the killer? Nope. Is he the victim? Yep. Okay. And I think that's fair. I don't want to glorify what this person did. And again, we like to really be all about the victim and tell you as much as we can about the victim. And sadly, in this case, I mean, it's been almost a week that I've been researching it and I cannot find a lot of information about him. I think part of it, too, is he does have, like, a pretty common name. So it was hard, like, Mm. unless I used the person who killed him. Right. In it, I couldn't find information about just him. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Yep, but we're going to start on December 1st, 1991. Oh, best year ever, because I was born. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. We can't forget that, people. (laughs) Jose Esquivel was awoken by banging on his front door at around 9 a.m., and he was sleeping, and someone kept knocking on the door, like, frantically. Oh, I don't like that. So he looked out his window, and he saw a red Corvette in the driveway, and he didn't recognize it, so he was like, I'm going back to bed. Ooh. So. He didn't the, think to, like, look at the door? No. And so after several minutes of knocking, the woman left. And it was a woman. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Four hours later, she comes back. It's around 2 p.m., and he has the door open, and she just rushes in. And he realizes it's his ex, Omaima Nelson. She has some injuries, and they're like cuts and stuff all over her legs, her arms. And she was really upset and looked like she'd been crying. So she starts to tell him a story. She told him that her husband, 56-year-old Bill Nelson, had attacked her. And they tied tied her up and raped her. 
and that she had just escaped. Jeez. And that for a few days, uh, he had her tied up for sexual bondage and that she needed help because she killed him. Oh, she Lord. said she hit him with a lamp and killed him. But this wasn't the most shocking part. Jose said then she asked him to help her dispose of the body. She said she'd cut him up and put him in trash bags. Oh, my Lord. And needed help disposing of the body. She (sighs) offered to pay him $75,000 that were in the safe back at their apartment and give him his two motorcycles. I'm in. Let's do this. (laughs) She already did the hard part, apparently. Yeah. So Jose is like, okay, wait here. I'm going to go get my truck. It's at a different location. Then I'll come back and pick you up and we'll go over to the apartment. Mm Mm-mm. However, instead of going for his truck, he went to the nearest payphone and called 911. Okay, good. I was like, wow, he was actually truly on board. I <laughs> was like, just yeah, kidding. But. Yes. So the police arrive at Jose's house and she's still there. Now, Omaima had injuries to her face, breasts, and arms. She said she didn't need the police and denied everything that she told Jose. She oh. said Bill's alive and he's in Florida on a business trip. And the police said she seemed cooperative, but the answers were bizarre. So the police are unconvinced, and they go look in the red Corvette. I was going to say, she, like, just denying it all in front of yeah, him. Yeah, she's and, like, I didn't And say he's like, well, I know it wasn't a dream. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? So they go look at the red Corvette, and they're looking inside of it. And in the passenger seat, there's this bag. Oh, no. The cop goes and opens the bag, and he, like, gasps. It's a bag of human organs. Oh, she was going to sell them, wasn't she? I don't know what she, I don't know if she was going to sell them. I would have figured they'd have to be on Uh-oh. ice. Oh, true. Yeah. Very true. I wanted to start right there and give you like where it all started. Oh, goodness. I don't think I I don't think I know this one. Oh, that's oh, interesting. Oh. Kylie knows them all. Blind reaction. Yes. So, we're going to talk a little bit, which I hate doing, but you kind of have to know about her background to understand maybe why she did this. Mhm. Uh, otherwise, I would have just skipped over it like we do with other killers. Right. But her upbringing is, it's very sad. And it's probably relevant. It's relevant in what she claims later. I got you. So okay. she is Egyptian, and she was 23 at the time that this happened, which she met and married a man who was 20 years older than her, William E. Nelson. Everyone called him Bill Nelson. They got super serious within four weeks, and this month-long marriage ended in death. Ended in what? Death. Oh, what did I say? Depth? I thought you said depth, and I'm like, depth of what? <laughs> the depth of death. So this occurred in Costa Mesa, California. So this is Orange County. Oh, boy. So her name is, or before she got married, was Omaima Ari. Omaima. Omaima Ari. She was born in Egypt near the Sudanese border and grew up in a poor farming village. Everyone said that her, uh, her dad was an extremely violent man, and according to Bartlett from Medium.com, Going further into the story about her father, she claims that he physically and sexually abused her Mm. and that she even endured a female circumcision at the age of seven, which is also known as genital mutilation. Oh, I was going to say, that's not considered, that's not a hysterectomy? No. So they take it out? And I looked it up too, so I could tell you exactly what it was. Oh, okay. Um, And this makes sex super painful and traumatic after this happens and it's not an uncommon thing in different countries oh i was gonna say are they doing this to people yeah women why i'll tell you okay so i did like a whole little side research and according to an article on female genital mutilation by Anne marie besada this is a common practice throughout many countries and egypt has one of the highest rates 
So Mm -hmm. one of the people that they had interviewed for this article said that they're worried about two things. Firstly, some people believe that the clitoris causes a bad odor, so it's clean to just remove it. Oh, gee. Yeah. Whoa. They cut it off, and most of the time without any anesthesia, anything like no sanitation. They holding people down? Yeah. Okay, I was like, who is just laying there? Oh, no, no, no. No, Yes. And then their second reasoning for doing it is that the clitoris can make a woman more sexually aroused, which leads to fornication. So they want to protect the women from having these sexual urges. Put simply, it's about ensuring that the virginity is intact. But that still would affect them as they get older. Yeah, oh, they'll live with the scar. I mean, it's a buildup of, like, scar tissue. But then you said, like, it's also painful. So, like, these men are just, like, A-okay with their wives being like, I don't ever want to have sex. I mean, pretty much super common. That's insanity. Mm-hmm. So, after she had this mutilation done, um, the parents divorced, and Omaima's mother took her to Cairo and to a city called the City of Death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't good, and it, it's... They call it the city of death because it's a bunch of buildings, pretty much, but it's surrounded by all these cemeteries. But it's like a slum. Oh. So it it wasn't a good place for her. I was thinking, like, Um, we're going there because, like, everyone's killing everyone. No, no, Like, city of death. (laughs) Go there, you're dying. There's just a ton of cemeteries. Oh, I wouldn't mind that. But it's still, like, it's a really bad environment. Like, it's poverty-stricken. Gotcha. Okay. Not good. But in 1986, there was an American oil worker that Amaimo met. And they got involved, and her family insisted that they get married because she's no longer a virgin, and they feared that a Muslim man would never want her. Mm. This was her ticket out of Egypt, though. So she was kind of happy about it. She gets out of the city of death. So she agreed. So they got married and moved to the U.S., and actually to Texas. Um, But soon after they divorced, and Amaima was all alone in the U.S. However... And if you look up pictures of her, she's very beautiful. Hmm. And it allowed her to meet a lot of men, and she moved around a lot. She eventually got to Costa Mesa, um, but she didn't have any job skills. So she worked as, like, a cleaner and a nanny nanny, and occasionally found work as a model. Hmm. But her biggest source of income seemed to come from a long line of boyfriends whose money she would spend freely until they confronted her, and then she'd rob them and disappear. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) I want to say get it, girl, but if she's <laughs> a killer, nice. then absolutely not. But she didn't kill anyone in this long line of boyfriends. Yeah, it was. Oh, I don't. However, one boyfriend who he comes up later, Robert Hansen, claimed that Omaima had tied him up and demanded money from him at gunpoint, according to Renee Lynch from the L.A. Times. He had escaped and was too embarrassed to report it, but it came to light during her trial later, and she was charged for that crime later. Ooh. Yeah. Now, was there any, uh, like, was there, was it ever proven that her dad abused her? No, they didn't really go into it. Is that, it. like, a claim um, she makes? I don't really even know if she claimed it. I think they went back and, like, the research, the way that it, like, is written, mm-hmm. it almost seems like other people were saying, like, he's a gotcha. super violent man. Okay. And she claims later on, I think, to her psychiatrist that she endured abuse from everyone gotcha. she's ever met. Right. Yeah, so he escaped and was too embarrassed to report it. But she was charged for it later. And then she was also arrested for shoplifting at one point by two female security guards who tried to search her. And she almost bit the breast off of one of them and then grabbed the crotch of the other. Oh, (laughs) very aggressive. She was eventually arrested and spent a couple months in jail for that. I mean, 
if anyone ever tried to like unlawfully search me, I don't think my first thought is like, I will bite off your boobs. <laughs> or grab your Or I'm crotch. grabbing that crotch. Like it's, I'm getting in there. I don't, I just feel like that would not be my first line of defense. No. I, and I mean, that says a lot about her character though, Very but true. it also could say a lot about her culture and upbringing. Yep. So who knows? That as well. But that's how she reacted. Oh my God. Mm. Yeah. Can you imagine someone trying to bite your boob? Not almost off, no. Especially, I don't have them. So, like, you're essentially trying to bite, like, my sternum and shit. That's horrific. I'm not about it. Mm. So, in October of 1991, she met William E. Bill Nelson. Okay. He was born in 1935, and he was, like, just this big character, like, louder than life. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was very vibrant. He was originally from Texas. He had cowboy boots, the belt buckle. He was loud. He claimed to be rich. He he said that he owned a cattle ranch. Um, Oh, my God. I'm just, like, (laughs) currently right now I'm watching, or I'm re-watching Yellowstone. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, about it. I was meant to be on a ranch. Yeah. I really was. Well, they make it look very appealing uh, not on that show they don't yes it does i'd do it in a heartbeat i mean yeah i would too yeah. but i was also the creeper obsessed with horses for my <laughs> entire life yes you were uh so he had five children 17 grandchildren and she was attracted to older men because she thought that they would take care of her and be nice to her and bill didn't act old mm. so like she was really into it oh so kind of out of her norm yeah, and people who, like, described them when they first met said that they were, like, teenagers in love and that Bill was super serious. Um, about a month after they met, they went on this road trip to Texas and Arkansas so he could introduce her to his family. Oh, wow. After a month. I was going to say, after a month. Ooh. Yeah. And mm. then along the way, they went to Phoenix and they got married. Oh, However, according to Bartlett from Medium.com, Bill failed to tell Omaima that he was actually still married to another woman. His wife had filed for divorce while he was in prison, but they never finalized it. Did I talk about Bill in prison yet? No. Oh. See, this is what happens when I start somewhere. Yep, see, that's why, like, I literally will take all of my research, (laughs) I then type it into what I'm going to say. I know, but then I got excited and wanted to start somewhere else. Well, you know, it's still really good. Okay, well, Bill went to prison. Not really. Well, because she claims later that, like, he was a dangerous man. He went to prison because he was flying planes back and forth from the. He was a pilot, too. He was a crop duster. Not a crop duster, Kylie. (laughs) We're not going over that definition again. But he was flying back and forth to several different countries, and he was coming back, and one time he got caught with marijuana. Like, oh, so, Lord. like, trafficking. Okay. <clears throat> but he went to jail. He was, like, four years. Goodness. Yeah. <clears throat> when Bill's children met her, they weren't very happy. Oh. Some of them were older than Amima, and they didn't fit their image. Still, they gave her a chance. Um... They said that, like, one moment of where they kind of started to respect her was she got bucked from a horse and, like, hit hard. And instead of, like, insisting to go to the hospital Mm -hmm. or anything, she was just like, aspirin and vodka and I'll be fine. There you go. That would be my antidote as well. Yeah. So they kind of, they kind of liked her after that. If you've never been thrown from a horse. Nope. That shit's fucking intense. But I also deal with aggressive dogs. So I feel like, you know. Yeah. You're, you're, I can handle some weirdness. (laughs) Yeah. So, by Thanksgiving, they were back in Bill's apartment. All right. So, on Thanksgiving Day, he talked to his daughter, Margaret, and he even invited her over for dinner with them. 
Um, and she declined, but he said they had a great dinner and everything was great. And three days later is when she went over to her, boy- her ex-boyfriend's house and was <laughs> banging on his door. After they find the human organs inside of her car, <laughs> they take Omaima to the police department. Yeah. So, and then while she's at the police department, they go to the apartment. Is it? There's no explaining. Police department apartment, yeah. Yeah, but there's just no explaining your way out of that. Oh, it just gets worse for her. Like, you know if, like, people, like, they get pulled over and they have, like, an open container <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's it wasn't mine. Like, if you have a bag of organs. Yeah, and I I'd think she like, even tried to claim, like, oh, Bill killed someone. Who but Bill's fine. Bill's in Florida. Like, Oh, Lord. Yeah, it, it wasn't looking good for her right from the beginning. She right. was detained and done. Yeah. They went to the apartment, they knocked, no one answered, so they forced entry by breaking the front window. Okay. The police, when they're talking about this, and this was the documentary on Snapped mm. <clears throat> that I watched um, for this part, and they said inside the apartment, like, the police went in, and it was very cluttered, but nothing looked Ugh. like, nothing was jump, jumping out at them like someone was okay. murdered here, so they were just, like, looking around. There were computer parts everywhere. And if you look at the pictures of the crime scene, like, there's just these, like, random computer parts. But I guess Bill was reprogramming them and then selling them. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, it was really what weird. is the fascination with <laughs> yeah. that? But they didn't see anything disturbing or like someone had been killed. All right. So we're going to switch over and go to the police station. The homicide investigators had a three to four hour interview with her. And she didn't sit down once. She was, like, stress walking and rambling and talking in third person. Oh. She was talking about hallucinations, and she continued to de- to deny that Bill was dead. And then, when asked about the organs, she said she thought Bill killed someone. She said she was danger. He was dangerous and in jail for ten four years. years. You said four, I thought. I think it is four, but I think she was claiming that it was ten years oh. and that he was on parole. Girl, oh, you- here's his story. Okay. I was gonna say, girl, like first off, if, if it was just for the transportation of like marijuana, which even if it's still like you have enough that's considered like you're distributing it to like sell right. or whatever, it's marijuana that does not make you violent. Who cares? <laughs> Honestly, like, and I think so. During the snapped Ugh. documentary, they had one of the jurors from her trial. And he was talking about it, and he was like, I mean, the minute she said that, like, he'd been to jail and stuff, I started to believe, like, these abuse allegations. And I'm like, he went to jail because he had some marijuana. Right. Like, and I don't even care how much marijuana. I was going to say, and is it, does like... Does not make you... No. Like, some aggressive domestic abuse person. No. Like, no, no. All right. When pressed about how she had escaped, which is what she told Jose... Right. Because she, she was claiming she was tied to the bed? Yeah. Or tied to something? Yeah. Okay. And she denied it again. She denied everything she told Jose, and she said, he's not dead, but she's unable to explain how she ended up at Jose's with organs. And also, like, okay, well, why why is Jose just randomly telling us that right. you're claiming something else, and all of a sudden, oh, no, I didn't say that. So then, because she says she was raped and bondage right, and yeah. all that, so they're like, all right, we're going to send you to the hospital oh, for it. a rape kit yep. and to document the injuries. She did have injuries. Mm-hmm. So according to Delani Bartlett at the hospital, they found no evidence of sexual trauma and the cuts and injuries on her face, hands and breast were consistent, were not consistent with defensive wounds, but could have occurred while cutting up a body. Oh, I was going to say self like inflicted to make it look uh-uh. that way. Ooh. So according to Snapped, she now says I did kill him. But I don't remember how. Ugh. That she just found him in the trash bags and visions told her to do it. Visions. Visions. Oh Lord. If I were oh, if I were these detectives, I'd be so agitated. <laughs> I'd be like, look, 
get your fucking story. I don't just stick with one because the back and forth is obnoxious as hell. So according to Snapped, investigators eventually found signs at the apartment that something had happened. Something horrible. <sighs> they noticed blood here and there on the doorknob, the carpet. And then, all around the computers, they started finding garbage bags. And when they opened them, there were body parts. Mm-mm. And then in another bag was a lamp and an iron iron with human tissue and hair on it. In the kitchen, they found hands in the frying pan, cooked. No. Mixed with turkey meat. No, no, no. And oil. And in the freezer, there was some hot dogs, peas, carrots, and Mr. Nelson's head. She had fried it in a fryer. The head? Yeah. Oh. My. So I just have to I am say not for the record. At what happened to Mr. Nelson? No, absolutely it's not. It's my reaction because my worst, like, irrational fear is cannibalism. Because if you think about it, do you know how hard a human would have to bite you to, like, tear into your flesh and shit? Not if it's cooked. Oh. It, like, makes me hurt. And so, like, this was right after Dahmer got caught. I was going to say, And so all these police, like, literally right after. So they're all like, oh, my God. Like, why are the hands fried? Like, what's going on here? The medical examiner pieced together what remained of Bill Nelson's body. And along with being decapitated, disemboweled, and dismembered, he had also been castrated. Oh, Lord. It was determined that the cause of death was multiple blunt force trauma to the skull consistent with being struck with an object like a lamp or an iron. Uh, the things that had the human tissue on it. Yeah. What in the actual fuck? Oh, like, this is, uh, like, someone deranged would have had to have done this. And yeah. And it is scary. Yeah. To think, like, oh. Especially, like, if it was just, like, out of the blue. Yeah. Like, he's thinking to himself, like, oh my gosh, oh, we're so happy Yeah, how he got shit. there? No. So, according to Snapped, in the bedrooms, they found two posts from the bed that were broken. So, this could have been her escaping, right? Like, oh. she was tied up, so maybe she, like, pulled down the posts. <gasps> However, they also found blood all over the mattress, like, soaked. So, she probably was like, let's do So, maybe do some Bill freaky... was tied up on yeah. the bed. Yeah. Oh. On the remains, on his ankles, because they couldn't tell on his wrist because right. his hands were Look cut at off. Marks. They found a reddish black ring of bruises all around his ankle, aka he was tied up. Ligature marks. Yep. Ugh. So Delaney Bartlett also noted that the dismemberment was done with precision, as if she'd done this before. Oh no! Disturbingly, eighty to a hundred pounds of Bill Nelson's body was missing during the medical examination. A neighbor of the couple claims that he had heard the garbage disposal running consistently for two days starting on Thanksgiving evening. Holy God. He said he could hear the motor straining and he could also hear, like, like <clears throat> cutting, like, someone, like, banging. Oh, my Lord. I'm sorry. If <laughs> so you're you my, see Kylie's face I'm just right not, now. If you're my neighbor and I hear that fucking garbage disposal going for two days straight, I'm coming over. Because <laughs> first off, you're bothering me. And secondly, what are you doing? Yeah. The most disturbing information was provided by Omaima herself to the court-appointed psychologist oh, no. when she claimed that she had prepared her husband's ribs barbecue style and exclaimed, it's so sweet, and <clears throat> quote, nothing was sweeter, unquote, than her husband's meat. Now, <sighs> later on, she recants those statements and swears that she was never involved in cannibalism. Oh. 
the psychiatrist diagnosed her as psychotic and suffering from PTSD. That's rough. I, there's a, first off, <clears throat> I fucking hate barbecue. <laughs> Kylie, all she could think about is this. Part. The fact that it's literally two things that like one stresses me out. Like if I if a zombie apocalypse happened, your girl's done. I'm not. I'm just. I'm not even gonna like entertain the idea of surviving at this point. <laughs> but number two, ew, barbecue. Like, I, if you guys like it, to each their own, that's fine. But barbecue, even the smell, makes me want to gag a little bit. I cannot. I, it's too much to even think about that. But, I mean, I, I can't. I don't know. I don't know even what else to say to that. I'm going to continue. <sighs> so, Amima stood trial on December 2nd, 1992 for the murder and dismemberment of her husband. Delani Bartlett from Medium.com wrote that Robert Hansen's testimony, so that was that first boyfriend that she tied up and demanded money from at gunpoint, Uh, mm -hmm. allowed the prosecutors to develop a story about the murder, stating that she lured Bill Nelson into consensual bondage. She then tied him up to the bedpost before demanding money or access to his money. She then beat him with a lamp and iron before stabbing him in the chest with a pair of scissors. My God. Yeah. According to L.A. Times writer Renee Lynch, Omaima admitted to boiling her husband's head and kept it to get rid of the teeth and then boiled his hands to remove fingerprints and then mixed up his body parts in the trash with the Thanksgiving dinner to hide them. I don't, I don't think anyone would be, like, <laughs> convinced that... Oh, that's just some turkey meat. Yeah, that's... Oh, that's just that turkey. I'm like, um, excuse me, that's actually a human hand, and I can tell. I can see it. The psychiatrist that diagnosed her as psychotic and having PTSD, Dr. David J. Scheffner, disclosed that Omaima had told him that she dressed up in a red hat, red high-heeled shoes, and red lipstick as part of a ritual while she dismembered him. She said it took 12 hours to do it. What was with the red? That's scary. And do you know how hard it would be to, like, do labor with red high heels on? Yeah, not happening. I can't even walk in heels when we're getting dressed (laughs) up. My feet hurt after two minutes. I'm like, well, mm mm-mm. And and she had, like, all those cuts and stuff all over her from, like, slicing and, like, she would, like, nick her leg and stuff. That's a little scary that, like, that didn't deter her. No. So this is what the defense claims. Oh, no. The defense claimed that due to Omaima's childhood, she was suffering from PTSD, which she most likely was, Mm -hmm. and that Bill had been sexually and physically abusive to her during their four-week marriage. See, uh, claims like that make me upset. You're ruining his image. Memory. Yeah, like, he has five kids. Like, you did something gruesome as hell for no reason. Although, your reason may be, okay, maybe you had PTSD, a lot of people have PTSD and they don't do this shit. It's not an excuse. Mental it's not. health issues are not an excuse to no. do something like this. Mm-mm. So then she claimed that Bill tied her up and held her for several days in which he repeatedly raped her. She was finally able to get one arm loose and hit him with the lamp and then stabbed him with the scissors in order to save her own life. She also stated that she had been abused sexually and physically by everyone she had known her entire life. To cope with that, she lived in a fantasy world. She believed that she was descendant of ancient Egyptians and that they acted and spoke through her. 
Snapped also stated that she didn't have any signs of rape or abuse because Bill knew what he was doing and he didn't leave any signs. She claimed she didn't remember dismembering him. However, she did say that Egyptian spirits must have spoke and acted through her. They told her to kill her husband and dismember him because if his body pieces weren't in one piece, he couldn't make it to the afterlife, which is, it is a belief mm. of Egyptians. Like, if, right. you, if you're not all in one piece, you can't go. Mm-hmm. According- I'm, s- I'm sweating. <laughs> like, I am very uncomfortably hot. According to Renee Lynch from LA Times, Omaima testified that she did kill her husband, but it was in self-defense. She castrated him out of revenge and then boiled his head and hands. She testified that she endured a terrible relationship with Bill and that on the way to visit his family, remember when he went to Arkansas, Mm -hmm. um, he had threatened to kill her and bury her in the desert and she believed it. If you look at the pictures from their road trip, and there's a video too that they played in court, the prosecutors Mm -hmm. did, she's having a good old time. Right. She's not afraid of him. And no one is like, how do you say the word? Cooperating? Corroborating? Corroborating? Corroborating. Corroborating. No one's saying no. that that story is accurate, right? No. And if I'm playing devil's advocate on the side for Omaima, she didn't know anybody. Well, yeah. So, like, nobody would have seen, but right. her kids never said anything. But, yeah. of course, that's their dad. Yeah. And we also know, again, behind closed doors. Who knows? Shit is real different. But usually there would be, like, little small indicators. Like, right. you'd be like, She'd be afraid he of had them. a temper. Yeah. Or, like... Oh, he was a little But violent. I couldn't find, other than later on, like, I have one statement from one of his daughters. I couldn't find anything about mm. what they thought about this right. or what they had to say about their dad or anything. So. Those poor kids. Yeah. Prosecutors claimed that his torso and lower body had been skinned. And according to Snap, she said it was a violent encounter and she grabbed the lamp, broke it on his head, grabbed the iron and continued hitting him. When that broke, she grabbed the scissors. After that, she claims her memory went dark. She also claims she never ate him and that her next memory was finding his remains in the apartment and she was alone. Mm. I, I never understand why people attempt to use like, oh, I don't remember continuing on. If it is true self-defense, okay, yeah, maybe you like bash someone's you know head or you hurt them bad enough, but then like... Do you continue to then dismember and do all that shit? Well, she was also diagnosed as psychotic and having PTSD. So, like, blackouts, I mean, mean, could happen. I could even say, like, if her past is true, like, I could even see the castration when he was dead. I can't. Yeah. Because that is literally a traumatic, like, that's a response that she's having. But the the eating and the the boiling. I can't. With barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah, I don't know about all that. So according to a blog, Omaima stated at trial, quote, if I didn't defend my life, I would have been dead. I'm sorry it happened, but I'm glad I lived. I'm sorry I dismembered him. I swear to God I did not eat any part of him. I'm not a monster, end quote. I mean, like, all they would have to do is just replay her telling them that, like, oh, But I don't know if the psychiatrist had a recording but i thought that. you had said and maybe not i might just be making this up to the police she didn't i thought that was when she talked about the hands she confessed that she killed him oh. confessed that she boiled his hands to get rid of fingerprints yeah she but still when the out his teeth psychiatrist be able to like i don't know how that works how it works with so 
Well, because with certain it... things like your records mm-hmm. and everything like that can be like at any time somebody could go to their therapist or the courts could and be like, we want your notes. Mm-hmm. That's why like you can't well, yeah. have super detailed notes right. about every word that they say. Yeah. But I don't know because she was already arrested. Right. So I don't know legally, like, is he allowed to they, if they her? So I, I know, I think just based on cases is they subpoena for those notes and because someone was like physically harmed or whatever right. because they they like they have a duty to where it's like if they're going to harm themselves or someone else Well, I mean, he testified to right, it. Right, they have to report it, but I know if they subpoena the notes and yeah. something has happened, I think they do have to give them all. Yeah, he had to give it all to them. Um, That's why they have he testified that she told me right that she did his ribs up like barbecue <clears throat> style and ate it. So he did testify, but I don't think there's, like, a recording of her saying Gotcha. Okay. Um, So the jury deliberated for six days, and they actually acquitted her of first-degree murder because they couldn't prove premeditation. However, she was convicted of second-degree murder and then the assault with a deadly weapon of Robert Hansen, and she was sentenced to 28 years to life and is serving her time in Central California Women's Facility in Chowchilla. Um. The psychologist, I don't think, because it was a woman on the um, Snap documentary, mm-hmm. so I don't think it was the same psychologist that treated her, okay. like, at that time. Right. Um, but she said that, and the way, like, she spoke, she truly believes what Omaima has said about her past and, like, the abuse right. and everything mm-hmm. that she suffered. And she claims that this is no place for a sick woman and that she is treatable. She just shouldn't be in prison. I would say, like, that's when she's going to, like, a hospital forever. Right, like, right? she's saying, like, let's trans- transfer her to, like, a mental Okay, I'm like, oh, no, you're not telling she me, like, she's out. treatable and she can be back out into no, the world? No, no, I was no, like, no. oh, hell no. No. I'm out. Then, according to Delani Bartlett, she began a long-distant relationship with a man in his 70s. Mm-mm. They were even allowed several conjugal visits where he showed up in his wheelchair before he passed away and left her all his money. She knows what she's doing. She knows. She, she has knows a the whole game. line of history yep. of taking men's money. And clearly, like, she's not affected by what she did to no. poor Bill because she's just continuing she's into the cycle the best she can. Yeah. She's doing it while she's in prison. Wow. So she came up for parole in 2006 and was denied because they found her to be, quote, unpredictable and a serious threat to pub- public safety, end quote. She's frying people up. You're goddamn right. She's like a risk to all of us out here. She was denied again in 2011 when they stated that she hadn't taken responsibility for the murder, which she hasn't. And Bill's daughter, Margaret Nelson, also spoke and begged the board not to release her and that she had showed up to return some dignity to her father's name. She also stated that her father was taken from her when she was just 15 years old and a sophomore in high school. He didn't get to see her graduate or become a mother. (sighs) Omaima comes up for parole again in 2026. Guess what? I'll be there. I'm going to be like, look, we're going to fucking talk about this because if she's released, I'm then claiming self-defense because that can't happen. Yeah. That is a wild case. I've never heard that. Really? No. I hadn't either before I I popped up in my my search for some new stories i'm gonna be honest i feel like my face is on fire you look i'm sweating profusely <laughs> kylie didn't like this story. um yeah no that was i mean that's horrific i'm so sorry for 
oh, I can't imagine. family. Yeah. And especially the way she disrespected him and told the story about how he abused her within yep. four weeks of meeting no. her and yep. tied her up and all that. Mm-mm. I think there was enough information to show that I think there was clearly something very, very he wrong. He was a victim, and yeah. she was the killer. Exactly. I, I don't agree. care what mental health issues you no. have. And I always, I get that certain people have severe trauma to just, sure. like, trauma, but there's just no justifying doing that to someone. No. But I do think, like, clearly there really wasn't premeditation. No, I do think, like, it, it probably just happened. I think she just snapped. But... I think that she was used to doing the tie-up oh, yeah. part oh, to, yeah, like, yeah. demand yep. the money, get access mm-hmm. to your money, and then I'm out. Agreed. She has a clear line of it. Like, she right. did it to several people. Yeah. Um, Robert Hansen was just the first one to be like, oh, yeah, she did that to me, Right. she didn't kill me. Exactly. So I'm guessing that Bill said no. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not giving you access to my money. Yep, and it escalated and from there, she clearly. she lost her mind. Like, she is deranged. Yep. And I don't care how traumatic shit was for you it does not give you the right to do that to people ever that was somebody's dad exactly grandfather he had five kids and 17 grandchildren that's i feel a little sick honestly looking at the pictures of her like the ones when she was younger like you can tell she's a very beautiful woman and like the jurors that spoke in the documentary were like she came off very sad and like she had had yeah. this horrible life. But now these pictures of her older, like when she's going up for um, parole, you see her true she's self. She's scary. Yeah. She looks scary to me. Like well, I would be, be terrified. So that's like a person that like they know how to physically, emotionally, and mentally manipulate. Any... I think she's tricked people her whole exactly. life. Exactly. So and like she knows how to do it. Sadly, because mm-hmm. of how she was raised. Correct. And I get it. Like that's a I can't imagine like. You know, going through probably, and I'm hoping maybe not, I'm hoping her, you know, childhood wasn't true, but that's some scary shit. Yeah. Good job. So that was the story of William Nelson. Holy cow. And I wish I had more to share about him because he did seem like just this louder than life, happy guy. He's terrible. Um, And I think he was manipulated and tragically ended his life because of that. Mm. That's terrible. Yep. So that was, that was my story for this week. It was a shorty. Awesome. Welcome to our first shorty. Less than 40 minutes. Look at that. That's a shorty for this week. Episode five. Right. So I will be, I don't even, I'm going to be honest. I don't know what day it is. Today's Saturday. Saturday. So I will have a full length episode. Coming up next week, uh, prepare yourselves because it's a bit of a doozy. And it's a case, again, that I've never heard. And now that I'm doing, like, the detailed research to it, whoa. Oh, man, I'm excited. Whoa. It's intense. Is it sad? Yes. Oh. I feel like all of these cases are, they like, are. hard. But again. I just think about yeah. their family. And exactly. It's disgusting that anyone would have to suffer that kind of pain because someone else is selfish or yep. crazy. Yep. It's true. Yep. All right, that's guys. all we got for you this week. Until next time. Bye. Bye.